This is Radio on the Go, keeping you informed with news breaks every hour throughout the day, plus free anytime at RadioOnTheGo.com. New Year's resolutions. We all make statements proclaiming things we'd like to improve in the new year. Hi, this is Tessa Haller with First Bank Campton. If you made a resolution to raise your credit score, we can help. We offer CreditSense, a free credit monitoring feature with online and mobile banking. You can view your credit score, check your credit report, and read tips on how to improve your credit. There's even an option to monitor any changes made to your credit report. The first resolution is to know where you stand, and with CreditSense, you'll be off to a great start. First Bank Campton is a member FDIC. Welcome to the First Bank Hampton Newsmaker Program. Newsmaker is an informative local broadcast presented Monday through Friday on 104.9 KLMJ with interviews available in their entirety online at radioonthego.com. Each day, newsmakers from Hampton, Franklin County, and around the broadcast area visit with Radio On The Go about events, meetings, public policy, and issues that affect our area. And now, here's today's First Bank Hampton Newsmaker Program. Good afternoon. On today's Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program, we are joined by Sarah Gordo County Sheriff Kevin Pals. Wanted to bring Kevin on today to talk about guns and gun violence in the country and around our area. Continues to be a topic that is being debated. But Kevin, first of all, in our area, what are you guys seeing right now as far as guns and especially being involved with crimes these days? Well, I, I think there has been an uptick locally, at least in our county, of some gun violence that we've never experienced, you know, say 10 years ago. So there's kind of an uptick that way. As far as crime in general, I think it's just about the same as it always is. I think just the uh, gun violence has got everybody more aware of what's happening. The guns that you guys have been finding, though, have a lot of them been illegally obtained. I would say a few of them. What's happening now, I think some people that are legally able to purchase weapons are buying them and then selling them to people that aren't able to possess or to purchase weapons. What kind of weapons are you seeing right now? Are there certain types or what are you guys seeing when you're out on the street? Mostly handguns, a little variety. Most of them are semi-automatic handguns. We've got uh, what they call, I think we've only got one ghost gun in the sheriff's office in the last year. And a ghost gun is uh, pretty much defined as you can buy gun parts on the internet or at gun dealers buy those parts legally and they do not have a serial number on the frame uh, so you can't track them. So that's kind of why they call them a ghost gun. So let's say that a person like me wants to register to get a gun of, of any kind, really. I mean, what's the process right now? Well, in Iowa now, you can buy a long gun, so a rifle or a shotgun, without a weapon permit to purchase. Uh, you can go to a dealer that has a federal firearms permit to sell firearms, and then they could sell you that. If you want to buy a handgun, then you have to purchase a firearm purchase permit from a sheriff's office in the counties that you live in the state of Iowa, or you have a state of Iowa carry permit, carry farms in Iowa. If you don't do that, they do a check at the dealer, and there is a delay for that, so they do what they call a NICS check, N-I-C-S, and they would do that right at the store, but then there's a waiting period in that because they actually call it in the phone, and it takes a little bit longer for the federal government to do it than it does if you were to come to a local sheriff's office and apply for a purchase permit or a carry permit. With all that in mind now, do people have to take actually go out and take any kind of safety courses? 
the only safety course that's required in the Iowa now is if you want a carry permit. Then there's a requirement that you have to take a firearm safety course that is approved by the NRA or law enforcement agency like police officers or deputies. We want a certified peace officer. We already take that class, so we don't have to have NRA certified because we have a state of Iowa certified firearms course. But once you take that, then you would come into the sheriff's office with that certificate and fill out the application, answer all the questions. And as long as you pass the background that way, we run a background check on the person that is applying for the license. And then if you approve that, then we give you the license right away. And they'll receive a hard copy in the mail seven to 10 business days after we receive it. And they would be good to go carry a firearm or purchase. The other thing I should add, though, the law has changed in Iowa now, so if you can legally possess firearms, you do not need a carry permit anymore to carry firearms. If you have no prohibitors, then you can legally carry without a purchase permit or a carry permit. From a law enforcement standpoint, from your standpoint, how much harder is it making it for you and and the other folks in your department to uh, clamp down on crime? Well, I think locally, I don't think we've seen any change with the change in law because here's the problem. We have been fighting for decades on how to keep firearms out of the hands of criminals. It's the law-abiding citizens that we've never had a problem with and they've never needed a permit and they don't need a permit now because they do things, they're not criminals, they're not prohibited from possessing firearms. So I think there was a big confusion when that law changed that, oh, everybody can carry weapons on Iowa, and that is not true. If you are still convicted of a domestic abuse charge, misdemeanor level or above, a felon, unlawful drug user, mentally defective, you know, illegal alien, you had a dishonorable discharge from the military, or you renounced your citizenship, or you're under domestic protection order. They've never been able to carry weapons, and that's not changed by the law. It's really the law requiring carry permits only made it more difficult for law-abiding citizens to carry a weapon. And since that's changed, we haven't really seen anything criminalized because the people we're dealing with on the criminal side of things, they were breaking the law anyway, and they don't care now whether the law changed or not. They're going to continue to do evil things with or without the law. A lot of debate, as you well know, over what may be driving some of this. Any concerns about uh, people's mental health? Well, yeah. Obviously, I think there are some people that have mental illness that may think they can carry a weapon. The majority of ones that come in and apply for weapon permit, once we tell them that they've been adjudicated mentally ill by a judge or by the court, they understand. And then there is a due process way for them to at least have a hearing, to have a hearing in front of a judge to at least give their side of their story. And a couple of those have been revised so that they weren't prohibited. You know, so an example of what happens, and I'm not saying it's common, but it has happened. So let's say somebody, 18-year-old, stressed about a relationship with a loved one, and they threaten to kill themselves. And then the family goes and has them committed civilly to their mental health status. They want to harm themselves, so they get them committed to a mental health center. Some of those cases in the past automatically said that they were adjudicated, even though they weren't adjudicated by a judge. A civil process for commitment for alcohol or drug abuse or mental illness is not a prohibitor. You actually have to have a judge adjudicate. So adjudicate just means that a judge has pronounced you are mentally defective is what the law says or addicted to drugs or alcohol. So it's actually a court ruling that a judge has to do. It is not just the civil pickup order. So there's a little confusion about that too. But obviously mental health is a big concern to everyone in the nation, including North Iowa here, because it it appears there's been an uptick with more mentally ill people or mental health concerns. We have a lack of mental health professionals in North Iowa area. We have a lack of facilities that people can seek immediate help. And so it put the burden back on Iowa jails. You know, our jail 
We have a lot of people that maybe should not be in jail if they wouldn't have committed a crime, but because of their mental illness, they've done something. It's usually because they're not taking their medication, something like that. Are we ever going to find a, a place, do you think, in society where we can have, you know, people be allowed to have their constitutional right to have a weapon and maybe try to combat some of these other issues? Yeah, I, you know, I know law enforcement is working hard with other agencies to try to figure out how we can keep the weapons away from criminals because the part of society that is doing the illegal gun crimes is such a small percentage of our society, and I think we spend a lot of time trying to fix things that maybe we can't control without the public's health, and we need the public's help to solve a lot of this, and I think sometimes if people would see something, say something, we may have a better chance of that, but we're still seeing a lot of gun crimes where nobody will participate in the investigation to find out who did the shooting and that doesn't help us either and unfortunately some people are going they go back and get revenge and then there's another shooting all right well our thanks to kevin pals today's guest on the radio on the go newsmaker program thanks for listening to today's newsmaker program presented by your friends at first bank hampton First Bank Hampton's Newsmaker program can be heard every Monday through Friday on 104.9 FM following KLMJ's News at Noon. To hear today's conversation in its entirety, visit RadioOnTheGo.com and click Newsmaker under the News tab. Podcast listeners can follow Newsmaker and listen to other broadcasts on demand by subscribing to the Radio On The Go podcast for free on iTunes and Stitcher. Hi, this is Eric Reichertz with First Bank Hampton. If you're an agricultural producer, I'd like to extend a personal invite to our annual Ag Outlook meeting on Friday, February 3rd. We have Chad Hart with Iowa State coming to speak about the economic outlook of your crops, Andrew Pritchard, meteorologist with Nutrient Ag Solutions, talking about the upcoming growing season, and Doug Johnson, ag strategist, coming to speak this year on industry disruptors and marketing techniques. The meeting will be held in the basement of First Bank Hampton beginning at 9 and ending with a catered meal from Rustic Brew around noon. If you'd like to join us for the Ag Outlook meeting, please call First Bank Hampton at 641-456-4793 to make your reservation. First Bank Hampton is a member FDIC.